At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. And welcome to the Author Brand Show. I'm your host, Doug Crow. You're going to want to take notes, especially today, because I got a guest with a resume that's about a mile long. It would probably take the entire show to tell you about this man's achievements and what he does. So I'll give you the bullet points and we'll fill in the gaps here as we go. Um, you know, we're all had life in our 20s. If you're over 20, if you're under 20, it doesn't apply to you. But um, a lot of times you start things off in life, you just go, go, go and see what happens. And sometimes things along the way happen, like, you know, tech bubbles, um, <laughs> running out of money, things like that. Um, the gentleman today, he developed his knowledge and skills of day trader and would help land one of the largest job, one of the youngest brokers at Fidelity, um, working in equities in Boston, New York, earning great money, but didn't have that drive or didn't have that ability that we all share of having your entrepreneurial spark. So he decided to go out on his own and he founded an enterprise company called Delk Enterprises, uh, making six grand the first year and then worked his way up to, um, boy, Lots of fabulous exits and investments in both public and private transactions, public companies you've heard of. And 20 years later, he has, uh, he's got holdings in biotech, healthcare, consumer brands, technology, building materials, real estate. And he focuses now on investing and advising entrepreneurs through speaking. And his upcoming book shares the reality of the good, bad, and ugly of entrepreneurship. And it serves as a not so subtle reminder of fundamental principles he's learned through his journey. Well, it does, you know, good times don't last forever. Uh, not to do the bad ones. His book is called Without a Plan. So without further ado, let's let, welcome the show, Jeremy Delk. Jeremy, how are you? Good, Doug. How are you? Great. Thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it today. So I always like to start off the show with, uh, geez, why should they bother listening to you for the next 20, 25 minutes? And you mentioned something before the show that losing $2 million, $2 million in four days and how that might have been one of the best things that happened to you. I can't imagine at the time you'd feel that, but tell us about that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely not at the time. And in the time, you're, you're a complete <laughs> failure. The world's ending and basically you know, right. lick, lick your wounds and kind of go through there. But, yeah. you know, time and hindsight um, have, you know, if, if you have the the ability to wherewithal to look back at it, right? So many of right. us just try to block out those things. If you look back at it, analyze, you know, often it's those, uh, those big events that happen that sure. really shape who you are. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, just how did I get there, right? How do you, how do you manage to blow up 2 million bucks in four days? Um, <laughs> this is a how-to. So do everything I did in reverse and you'll be fine, right? There we but, go. Uh, start, with, yeah. start with zero, then mark 2 million or 2 million and lose it. You know what? Let's, let's, let's hold off on that and we'll get to that. We'll keep people uh, enticing how they can lose 2 million and feel good about it. I'm really curious about how you got started in your entrepreneurial journey. Working at Fidelity and Investments is one thing and you're focused on other people's wealth. What was the transition point for you from working for others' wealth versus for your own? Yeah, so um, really, I think I was, you know, I, I think I, just for entrepreneurs, because you talked about that that entrepreneurial spark, I'm a firm believer, and it's controversial to a degree, but I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurs are born, not necessarily made. I think you can make great business leaders. I think you can make great business professionals, sure. but entrepreneurs, that, that idea, like this teal zero to one, that approach, it takes something, you know, different inside of you. And, and maybe it's yeah. a bit masochistic, right? Cause you just like hate, you know, love and enjoy pain and all the yeah. things that come with it. Cause it's not as glamorous as it is on the shark tank. But, um, 
the part that really, I think, drives me is I've always had this inner yearning to want to learn, uh, learn more and this curiosity um, that really has shaped a lot of this, right? That inquisitiveness mm-hmm. to go through and be able to just question everything, right? Yeah. Why is it done this way? Why can you do this? So for me, as this young broker at Fidelity, making more money than both my parents, right? Um, my, my, my mom and my stepdad, um, I tried to have all these ideas and, and everything I came up with, even the way I speak now, I don't sound like I'm from Kentucky. Um, that was like my last straw, um, you know, last such effort. Like I thought maybe, maybe my ideas are good because I knew they were some of them. Yeah. But maybe I just sound like a hillbilly and no one's taking me seriously. But um, so I even adapted my my dialect and my language and how I how I project myself. And um, in that world, and even it's been in corporate America, which is great for a lot of people. It's very much like keep your head down, kid. Don't mess anything up. And I've got buddies that still have careers there and they're very wealthy and they're very happy and they play golf three days a week. But it's just that's not that was not that wasn't it for me. So Mm -hmm. I I, I had to through some earlier lessons we'll talk about later i had the maybe stupidity and courage to go out and, and do it on my own just because i wanted to try and you know what was yeah. the worst thing that happened right at that young age was there was it like did it happen all like in a, in a short period of time or was it a slow burn to a point where you were ready to go off on your own um long for me i think short yeah. for anyone else like two years it took me 18 months yeah okay yeah and um, the the moment you actually pull the trigger on that, you're you're a broker making good bucks. And then what did you do the very next day when you said I'm done with this? Um, so I was I'd already started. Um, it was in New York, so I, I was making good money. So I was already yeah. investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. So I had I had a plan, right? I was um, I was doing some real estate development, buying and building single family and multifamily homes. Yeah. So I went into the building material business, knowing nothing about it other than my my my. Uh, my projects needed, you know, windows and doors. Yeah. Had a buddy that left finance, and yeah, that's it. It kind of just started that way, with no expectations of how I was going to make or how much money I was going to make or no business plan of that thing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to go and try and do it, and it's it served early that creativeness because I was taking something and seeing right. you're actually creating in finance. You create wealth and you move dollars around, but there's nothing yeah. tangible other than the dollars exactly. where like you have a building lot, right? You know, and you can see, uh, see dirt and then yeah. you've got a structure that, that from a creative is amazing. Right. And then yeah. now you can do it digitally with, you know, yeah. sites and development, all these other, other, other things. But yeah, that was the, that initial fix. And then I just started, that was my first real enterprise. And, mm-hmm. um, you mentioned the book without a plan. I, I think that that business was probably I was in that in that business for probably four years. Okay. And that was my MBA, right? I mean, I've got a yeah. bachelor's degree, finance license, but that's my MBA because I, I took something from retail to distribution and European manufacturing, right? I mean, like yeah. all the things and built a really distribution models. And uh, I learned a lot just about business in that in that world. Uh, mm-hmm. One of which was, you know, don't get so hung up on the plan because you may have the wrong plan, right? If I, if I would have planned to be in the retail window business, it would have been the fucking, sh- I mean, I probably would have made good money and been the best retail window, but be fucking, yeah. I wouldn't have, but I wouldn't have accomplished what I've accomplished, sure. but I just was open to seeing what, you know, peeling, think about peeling back an onion. What's next? Right. What's right. Next, that positive piece. And in, in, what, what did that, uh, that sense of curiosity plus courage, I'll leave out stupidity, curiosity and courage. where did that come from for you? 
Um, well, the curiosity, I think, um, was growing up in the small town, right? Mm -hmm. Small town, um, you know, USA and, you know, right, you know, upbringing um, for the most part. Um, But I always wanted to kind of do more, see more and be more. Um, I talk about this in the book because the book's very much about business. um, But I threw it away halfway done. And then I because it didn't it felt like I was leaving half of it out, which is the personal side. So right. now it's a bit of a memoir and that. So I shared a lot of my personal journey, um, mm-hmm. successes and failures, which is where the, yeah. the real stuff is done. So my dad died. My dad passed away when I was young. Yeah. And I think that instilled a lot of drive. So the curiosity met with drive, you know, mm-hmm. we went from having stability to having a hyper level of instability. Mm-hmm. So um, that I think dri- drove me to want to make a lot of money. Um, yeah. And then the courage was, you know, actually, and I think why we talk about it, there's a little bit of a teaser, you know, me losing all that money, I pulled myself out of it, right? Because I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a safety net. My mom, who gave me the sheriff for back, didn't have much more than that to give me, right? Uh So I I think, and I've been successful that way of always having my back against the wall. I usually perform best under pressure. And if I don't, I don't think I would have had the courage to go out on my own in my Uh early 20s if I hadn't two and a half years earlier, survived, and not survived, it fucking sucked, but like- Yeah, I understand. Rose out of, of, of blowing up that money, right? So, right, right. And I think that's what I talk about in the books that you don't have to be like me um, to go in and have that level of intensity to yep. learn the lesson, yeah. but right. do something, right? I mean, I think the biggest problem I see with entrepreneurs these days in my coaching and, and consulting mm-hmm. that I do is this paralysis by analysis that they just yeah. don't get started. And that's a mm-hmm. death that could be game changing ideas. Just try it and yeah. push yourself out of the comfort zone. Again, maybe you don't have to quit your job and resign and go, to, maybe you don't have to go to that extreme. I did because I'm a sicko, but you just need to go to that next level. Like let's invest five grand here or, or whatever right. that step is for you to yeah. feel it, give that level of uncertainty and then go through. And irrespective, if you're successful on the first one, don't get too cocky because on the third one, you could punch in the, you know, everyone says, everyone's got a plan. So you get punched in the face. I think Tyson said that, right. Yeah. You know, but don't clam up when you fail. They're okay. That sucked. Yeah. What did I learn? Right. Look at, you look at military guys, you know, they go through and they basically, uh, I think Goggins talks about this. I'm pretty sure Goggins talks about this in his first book. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically triage a mission, right? Yeah. And you go through and you fucking just divulge everything, like mm-hmm. just mission notes, good and bad. We execute on this, this, and this, this is what we did. And you just triage it. You should diagnose that in business. Wins and losses. What did I do really, really well? What did I do yeah. really, really bad? And then and then learn from it. Because the only thing you can fucking die from is making the same mistake more than once, right? Anything yes. else you yeah. fine. Yeah, that's right. Um, excellent, excellent advice. Um, let's get into the deep details on this uh, big learning lesson of yours. Um, at what point did it happen? How did the, give me some details on, was it, um, an equity investment? Was it cash? Tell me what happened with that four days. Yeah, so you mentioned my, my father passed away yeah. when I was seven. So I, I inherited about $30,000. Okay. Um, and that was, you know, going, it was in Disney and like a mutual fund, 20th sure. century ultra mutual fund. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And, um, my, I was always inquisitive and, you know, I wanted to, had this yearning and I was going to, I wanted to end up in New York. That was the, that was yeah. my mission. Cause like, that's all I knew it was. And then okay. New York, again, growing up in a sheltered community in, you know, small town, Kentucky, 
my only understanding of New York was like the Godfather, right? And like the mafia and I'm like German English heritage. So no, no, no lineage yeah. into the mob for me sure. um, or Wall Street. Like that's all that I thought New York was, right? Those are the mm -hmm. two, that's my naivete. Um, so that, that sparked the interest in Wall Street. And then I just started reading the Wall Street Journal and Investor Business mm -hmm. Daily. And this is mm -hmm. like 97, 98, I was 17, 18 years old. And I started day trading um, in my dorm room and, you know, self-taught looking at message boards. I remember Raging Bull was the big one at the time, which is like a Reddit kind of just for finance. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, just started having some early successes and day trading Qualcomm and JDS Uniphase. And mm -hmm. before you know it, I was making $25,000, $30,000 a day, day trading on a, on a Palm Pilot. This dates me, right? A wireless Palm Pilot. And uh, um, what's that? It's like basically a, it's like the prehistorical smartphone. Um, I love those. That's the, the little stylus and all that stuff is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and wireless Wi-Fi. And I'm and I'm, I'm sitting in class. But the thing that uh, was there, I was I was I could if you talk to me at 19, besides full of testosterone and you know just an idiot couldn't be spoke to, combined like that's like every 19 year old male, right? Yeah. Add in money, right? So yeah. now I'm just like making money, and it's so easy. And they, these professors are teaching me like, dude, how can you teach me anything? So. I was so impervious to like anything. Like I was just the smartest guy in the world. I've never worked. Right. So it was, uh, that's what it was. So I, I built that to 30 grand and a 2 million mm -hmm. in just uh, over, uh, just under two years. Mm -hmm. And then I started, you know, uh, it was, I was long and short. So no real education other than, you know, just kind of market movement and not a huge science. It was gambling. Um, I was using margin, which anyone that trades equities right. knows. It's basically yeah. you can, you can you can leverage more money um, mm -hmm. and buy more stock than you have money for sure. um, on credit, but works great when it goes up. When it goes down, it's it's, it's you know fast. exponentially uh, exponentially worse. So right. just started breaking the rules, right? You have these rules that you set with yourself in business, and day trading is yeah. you're out, out of the position in the day. And I didn't do it because I couldn't. I had to. I was chasing like oh it's gonna get better, it's gonna get better. And four days on a downturn, and it. Uh, it liquidated me. So, wow. yeah, so many good lessons though, right? I mean, again, mm -hmm. in the moment I was a failure, you know, I, I how am I going to look my mom in my face? I've lost yeah. this money, you know, this, so there's just so many different lenses that you can look things in mm -hmm. um, and you've got to mourn it, but I mourned it for about a week and didn't have an option, right? I had to go, I'd bought a condo at the time. I was living out of my sophomore year in college. I bought a 20, um, you know, 20 foot ceilings, marble yeah. fire. Mac Daddy space that every college sophomore has, but um, but I had bills still, and I had to go and, and dig my way out of it. Right, and that was you know a, a good early lesson that a it teaches mm -hmm. you humility, um, yeah. it teaches you that you're not never the smartest guy in the room, and right the moment you stop learning or listening, you've uh, you're you're in awful trouble. Yeah, you're very very susceptible to damage at that point, and it's and quite frankly, from what it's for what it's worth, losing that kind of volume of money when you're young, as painful as it is, it's not as painful as losing it when you're older, when your runway is shorter, you know? Well, your runway is shorter and also like your responsibilities are greater, right? Like yeah. that's why I say yeah. like it was the best thing that happened to me then because it would only have gotten exponentially worse. It would have been more money, right? And that's I would right. have more people that's dependent on me, right? Because yeah. I would, I, I still wouldn't have listened, right? So it had been, it had been 10 million with kids, right? And, and other responsibilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was me. Yeah. I did my whole, I had, was in real estate for 20 years as a developer and had a radio show host and, uh, 2008, you know, everything Clean. gone in a matter of nine months, not four days, nine months. Yeah. It was a lifetime of equity is gone in, in nine months and it, it wiped me out financially, 
emotionally, spiritually, relations, everything down yeah. the sewer. So yeah, it's sorry, man. It's tough. It was a hey. Well, you know, like I said, it's, I, I look back on that. I don't think I have the same perspective as a lot of people have been through those dips. Or best thing happened to me. Like, no, it was the worst thing that happened. But I didn't die, <laughs> so I kept going. My right. life has improved. Yeah. Um, and I, it, I learned a lot from it, like you did. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, is that part of what you uh, teach in your book? In, memoir aside, your stories in there. But what do you? What's your core message in there about without a plan? Well, it, it's more of you know this idea of you know really embracing failure. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're taught culturally and in school, like, you know, F is a fail, like that failure is such a bad thing. And I run towards it. Right. I I think that failure is a good thing. Um, when it can be managed and understand you can, and you can learn something from it. Right. And if you can first get comfortable with failure, um, and then, um, have the fear, uh, have the courage of just kind of getting started, be comfortable that you don't have it all figured out because you're not meant to and no one does right yeah right. i do this all the time like i'll give 10 grand in cash to anyone that shows me a business plan that you can prove you know before you know the pandemic that you budgeted a pandemic no one did that right so i I actually think in some level a plan can be counterproductive because yes you're 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 dealing with you're, you're making assumptions on information you don't have in the future yep and that's pre-programmed. So now when you're yeah. there at that, at that juncture, your psychology is like, I, that's my plan though. I really need to go there. As opposed to like yeah. fork in a road, I'm right. now on with more information. What's the right decision going right. from it? So I'm more of like, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Set that out on the horizon as like the direction and then just get there. And yeah. you may stop, maybe the, but it may yeah. be the wrong place or you may have planned, like I, I talk about in the book. So I did it, but I also didn't want to be one of those stupid consultant coach fuckers that like, oh my God, here's my 17 point plan. Do it. I want to tell my real stories of like, man, I had tea with Sheikh Mohammed in the desert. We've, you know, I've turned down $600 million for a business. I mean, I, I've done all these things yeah. and all these crazy businesses and not one of them that I know like that was where it was going to be. I just, I just enjoyed right. the ride. So yeah. And that, that's it. And that's part of it. And I'm, there's not, everyone's like that to a degree. Yeah. The successes with right. Bezos. I mean, did he envision, I think he, it would adapt to the build of what it was, right? Sorry. For books. sure. Yeah. A, a big I, vision and it evolved. Yeah. That's it. I, I've always said the ability to adapt to the inevitable changes you can't predict is what you need to focus on. It's that, it's that ability to rock and roll with things because if your skill set is so locked in to a plan it's not going to work, <laughs> I totally right. get, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, What's the most recent failure you've had or you've leaned into that you could share? The most recent failure. Yeah. Um, Cause you're so, not 19 I mean, anymore. I want to hear a recent one, you know? Yeah. So it was <laughs> turning down this. I mean, this is, a, I'm just going to like leave a, a cliffhanger for you. Um, Good. cause we're out of time, but I turned down $600 million for right. a business, um, in March of, and in, uh, in February of 2020. Okay. Uh-huh. And March of 2020, this was a highly regulated um, <laughs> pharmacy business. Um, and we got raided by the FBI. Regulatory buys come through. And uh, that isn't good for a transaction, even if I wanted to go back to them and say whatever. Um, so we ended up, uh, I ended up selling the business still. Um, yeah. I sold the business for 
uh, $6 million. So yeah. um, 1% of what I, what I was, which is, I mean, 6 million is still good money. Right? I don't, yeah, I don't want to have the, the, the vision of the 600. You I can't do like, that. so like, so like my, my, so I sold it. I, I had to pay $2 million in fines and a bunch of stuff. And oh, like, we were wrong on, on something. We, we skirted, we, we, we were in a gray area. We capitalized on a gray area. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so I, I don't condone it at all. And we take responsibility, right. which is why I pay all this money and, and, and owned up to it as the owner. Yeah. But I remember my lawyers like, Oh, Jim, that's pretty good. Cause I think most, most situations they're like, Oh wow, this business is out of, out of business. You yeah. got pretty happy with that six million bucks, and actually, we I turned down twelve. I had an offer for twelve, but this was right during COVID. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. It was a roll-up play, so they would have taken the business and put it into one of their pharmacies, and I would have right. displaced over a hundred people. That the offices, and I've sold the real estate. Oh now, yeah. The office is is five minutes from my house. Yeah. I I, I couldn't for six nope. million extra dollars. There's no fucking way I'd go to dinner and like see somebody I fucking, especially during a pandemic. I just wasn't going to do it. So yeah. I took less money because I fuck it. I mean, six million, twelve million, it ain't six hundred either way. So fuck it, right? Like, I mean, that's right. Through. That's right. But but that from a guy who hard charging, successful, mm -hmm. and all the toys yeah. and spoils of life, um, and I still came out of it much better than most. Yeah. Um, I was in a really dark place, man. And I had to like yeah, almost you know, rethink all the lessons I had learned yeah. um, because you, you get that level of confidence and um, yeah, it, it, it's hard. And I think, you know, not dissimilar to you, you learn who your friends are, you learn who your friends aren't. And mm -hmm. you, you know, you, I, I keep a tight circle and, you know, I've got mm -hmm. a, a beautiful loving wife and two, two kids. I, I've, I, 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 you, you learn to appreciate probably much like you did in 2008 and, and mm -hmm. afterwards, yeah of what really matters, right? Yeah. Hasn't 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 stopped me. It took me a little bit to kind of rebuild yeah. back up and go and be aggressive because I was initially like fuck this now because my, my my previous trouble with any regulators were like speeding tickets in my Ferrari. Now yeah. I could have like yeah. now it's like actual like real stuff. I like well what can I do? I'll go be a greeter at Walmart. I've got enough stuff and go through and you just like <laughs> fuck this shit man I'm off the off the game. Yeah there's first piece but I yeah. thought so, so now I, so I tell, and I tell that story in the book that, you know, I hope to God you don't lose 2 million bucks. I hope to God you don't lose 600. Um, but take those lessons that I learned and I'm still here talking to you, Doug, right? That's I think right. that's, that's right. where people need to go is that. And you know what? Another piece, like we're so, so enamored with failure, but it's not necessarily us. It's that we internalize it. We internalize what other people are going to think about us. And right. like, oh my gosh, is, no one fucking cares. They don't care about you. They care about themselves. And right. the quicker you can become comfortable with that, um, yeah. that's it. Like, cool. And like, and I think that's it. And, and I, I probably to your audience, I, I live in New York, so I curse so much. Whatever. Yeah, we it's okay. With public companies, I can do. I can do these things. And yeah. you either you, you, life's too short to be unauthentic. Life's yeah. too short not to be yourself. And yeah. the people who love you and accept you, those are your people. And those that's are right. great. That's good for them. You can't that's please right. everybody, and it's it's a lonely way to do it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's the culmination of, of, yeah. of a lot of big losses. But we've I've had some big wins too. So yeah, you uh, that's, you, you know, know a lot of people have the uh, the people pleaser curse. They want to do things for others so much, so to their own detriment. And there's a quote that I remember from days years ago that I'm still working on myself because I so I have to be aware of it. Is that you'd care a lot less about what other people think about you. If you realize how seldom they do, 
<laughs> no, I mean, even to be like grave about it. I mean, I, I've seen like some of these little memes or not memes, they're like little reels or something on, on yeah. uh, Instagram. Yeah. And it talks, it's like, there's like a ocean wave going through and it talks mm-hmm. about like, you know, when you die, mm-hmm. you'll have a funeral and then the people will mourn you. And then a few hours later, um, they'll be eating dinner, right? And, and having a celebration of life and telling good mm-hmm. stories and, and what have you. And then within three or four days, yeah. it's, 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 you're, you're kind of done. So yeah. think about that. You spend so much time of what they think about you. Mm-hmm. And that's like a real event that like, it, I think that's the piece that, that um, it's again, very grave, but it's the reality, right? People think it is. Hey, I'm sure like when you went through your blow up in 2008, you, you had that. I know I had those feelings picking my kid up from school. Like oh, I'm a fucking failure. Look at me. And now it's yeah. like, yeah, okay, I failed. Yeah. So, 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 is, so is people. It's yeah. not, it's, you know, judgment, like how you deal with your failures, right. not the successes. That's really the, the making of a man or a woman in my opinion. Yep. There was um, a, a core group of uh, people I could count on one hand who stood, stood by me and stuck with me. Yeah. And the rest of them, not around. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, eh, that's what it is. You know, I can make yeah. new friends. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not shy. So it was interesting. Um, I love the story, Jeremy. I'd love to hear more about it. Um, hold the book up so people can see the cover, and we'll put the link down below here. It's called "Without a Plan." Yeah, With, without without yeah, a plan, a memoir of unbound action and found my way go. to success. Love Shameless it. plug, but Forbes um, just ranked it number one for uh, top business books to read in 2023. So, if you believe in Forbes, maybe have a check out. It's good. That's uh, right. I mean, yeah. And, and it's good. And, and it's entertaining stories. As someone says, like, it's like great business memoir um, meets Wolf, or not Wolf Street, um, <laughs> Hangover, right? Because I got some really okay. funny stories in there. But, and that's about personal yeah. relationships and stuff. And yeah. the biggest thing, Doug, is you know this, man, if you're not happy with yourself, how the fuck's anyone else going to be happy with you? You don't love yourself, same thing. You got to, you got to do that. And it took me a lot because, you know, that, we brushed over my dad kind of going through, but that, you know, made me who I am, but also fucked me up to a big degree too. And if yeah. I didn't, if you don't deal through that kind of stuff, you don't ever have those meaningful relationships right, and stuff. Right, so I, and right. I got vulnerable. I shared everything in there. So, mm-hmm. um, love it. Yeah. Terrific. Very good. Jeremy, wonderful meeting you. I can't wait to read the book. Click below folks. There's a link down there. JeremyDelk.com, obviously on the, on the site. His book is great. Uh, appreciate being in the, on the show today. Any last words of wisdom for people? Now just get started, you know, embrace failure and, and just get started. You know, we're, none of us are promised tomorrow. So if, if, if you have a chance to do it, do it today. Great. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thanks. Okay. That concludes our show today. And uh, make sure you check below the show notes. There's some good stuff there. And get Jeremy's book. It's a winner. Have a good day.